Hey there, Patriots. Let's get going. Uh, if you're new here, please come to freedomforce.live. You'll see everything there. We have so tons of resources for you. First of all, all of the social media is right here. You, you scroll down to social uh, free, on freedomforce.live and you will see all of our social media right there. We post all the time, all the great information. I have wonderful patriots who make sure that this is this information is all over, whether you're on Truth Social, Telegram, Getter, Gab, wherever you are, as well as on these video channels right here. So then you'll know you're looking at the real uh, the real channel. So it's the real deal. So now let's go. Oh, also, while I'm here, I want to show you, this is where you go and look at the playlists. If you want to see some of our videos, literally 700 videos since April, 2018, you will, you will find all kinds of great videos about, uh, how this is biblical, the, the end times, the book of revelation decoded, all kinds of great information about biblical astronomy, about uh, about the lost tribes of Israel, about the cabal, about how the promises are that will take them down and all that. So here is actually the book that I wrote uh, to really compile it all into one place. It's called End Times and a Thousand Years of Peace because that's where we're headed. You guys, we're headed to a thousand years of peace. We're just about to crush our enemies. That's what the Lord promised we would, we would do. So let's get started with the Gateway Pundit. I love these wonderful patriots. It really is amazing because we're all using our mad skills, everybody using whatever gifts God has given to each one of us and, and to, to fight in this day. It's really quite amazing. Some people are so skilled in administration and they're, they're helping to solve this, this election issue. There, there are others who are really great, like Jim Hoff with the Gateway pundit getting uh compiling this information and sharing it with us so amazing there are all these amazing fighters like uh like steve bannon unbelievable so definitely check this out gateway pundit drops bombshell story proving the intelligence community infiltrated the proud boys the intelligence i think it was the fbi he's going to tell a little bit more about it but the point is that this guy had a uh, you know, he said, you know, what he was doing, he thought he was maybe doing the right thing and they used what he did and they twisted it and they perverted it. And he says, I'm not gonna, I'm not a part of this. I'm not, this is not what I'm intended to do, intending to do to take good people who are simply protesting this election and make it out that they are not patriots. He was not up for that. So check this out. So great to have Jim Hoff uh, uh, come and talk about this. Now we got uh, the great Jim Hoff over Gateway Pundit. Uh, Jim, obviously our entire, our audience loves what you've done with the site. This story today, it's a blockbuster story. So take a second and walk us through. And I want everybody, I want Captain Bannon and all of the great crew here to be putting this up everywhere, to link to it. Everybody's got to read this story today. What do we know about the FBI uh, that, that your great reporter has been able to dig out, uh, Jim Hoff? Steve, last night I teased this on Getter. I teased it on Telegram. I teased it on Trump uh, Social, through Social. And uh, I promised that this was going to be a barn burner, that this could be the end of Chris Ray, And I stand by that this morning. We released documents. Chris Ray is the director of the FBI. Documents, Steve, and thank God for this whistleblower who stepped forward. We hear about the FBI. We know that people are holding information. We know they're not telling the truth. Well, today we have the truth. Today we have a whistleblower who stepped forward. This whistleblower uh, released documents from the Kansas City Proud Boys. They were infiltrated on January 
six, we have uh, an, an infiltrator who was working with the FBI. We have his name. Uh, we posted that this morning. His name is uh, uh, James Knowles. And uh, he was working with the Proud Boys. He was uh, with the group for, for several months. He went there on January 6th. And the most important thing that we've released this morning, Steve, is that he wrote a report, turned it over to the FBI, and he exonerated the Proud Boys. He exonerated Trump supporters. He said they were not planning anything. They weren't, this was not a conspiracy. They, were, uh, they, they went into the U.S. Capitol and after 30 minutes, they told their supporters, hey, let's pick up the trash and get out of here. They listened to the police. They did not break through any barriers. This is all in his statements. And Steve, I have the actual emails and text messages that he was sending to the FBI from January 6th when he was outside the U.S. Capitol. The first, the first text message, this will take just uh, 30 seconds. I want to read through a couple of these. The first text message says, um, take take uh, your time proud, and read them all. Th thank you, Steve. Um, he said yeah. the Proud Boys did not do it. They did not inspire. He goes on. The crowd did as a herd mentality. It was not organized. His FBI uh, handler writes back, uh, copy, nobody knows here what you're talking about. Uh, what happened? So uh, uh, Mr. Knowles says, the barriers were taken down at the Capitol building. The crowd surged forward almost to the building now. And his handler says, copy, let me know if any threats of violence are made. He goes on and continues and says, uh, his handler says, are you okay? He says, yes, I'm safe, I'm okay. The Kansas City Proud Boys helped de-escalate the issues in the Capitol building between Trump supporters and cops. We entered 30 minutes after the building was breached, told people to stop acting like anarchists, told some people to start bagging trash from where they- I'm sure that they, it, was, it was fake patriots who were doing that. Patriots really are, were not throwing trash on the ground. They were not acting crazy. There was another report, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll link this one uh, in the in the in the in the uh, description that someone was opening the the uh, cutting through the the chain link fence all that had been set up all the way around. So that this was not Proud Boys. This was not Patriots. These were the infiltrators. This was not the the Patriots. And bottom line, this this uh, uh, this Mr. Knowles is exonerating the Proud Boys as well as the other Patriots. So that. As he will say here in just a second, they were um, just following orders from the police. He threw trash cans at the cops, along with a woman who was saying the same thing to the protesters. Grabbed a guy by the soldiers who was trying to throw a chair at a cop right before the cops retreated down the stairs to the entrance of the House of Reps. Told people to stop at the doors. Um, so he goes on and basically says the Proud Boys had, there was no conspiracy, there was no plan. They weren't there to overthrow the government. They were there to support uh, the, the rallies, to, to uh, defend the, these Trump supporters from Antifa. Um, and so it's all here in writing. Now, what's amazing is, Steve, the FBI has ignored this, right? They're lying to the American people. They have this evidence. And that's what will bring down Chris Ray. 
it's it's not the regular FBI guys who are necessarily a, a part of this. They probably think that they're doing the right thing, but it's the ones at the top, and that's Chris Ray. They have it right here. We put it all up on the Gateway Fund. Today is our featured image. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. it's everything. So uh, here's a, a couple of questions. By the way, it's just like they've had the and somebody called them out over the weekend. I, it, may, it may have been you. The uh, they've had the the hard drive from hell. They've had the laptop from hell since December of 2019. We're two and a half years into this, and they've done nothing, right? So how do? You yeah, I just posted that on my social media. I said, okay, somebody notify. <laughs> Because you, you guys know I'm going to do a whole different video um, about the 4chan and how it's being exposed and, and Maxi and all that that this guy exposed all these this video. I'm just it's outrageous that this that these the 4chan is having to do the job of the FBI and it's like someone please notify the FBI because they certainly will not hear any of this on the mainstream media. So these people who are exposing this, they're just over it. This guy is so. I don't know whether he's manic or if he's brave. I don't know. But the bottom line, this information's out. And there's no putting it back in, in the genie back in the bottle. No way. And so this is, this is so, uh, what an amazing day. Because it is exposing not only the criminals, but the cover-up. Which is always worse. Even even worse. Because it's it's all shows how they are complicit. How do you, yeah. how do you, this thing is so powerful, so explosive. How did you verify? How do we know that a James Knowles actually exists and he's not some op that's there to to crush Gateway Pundit by putting it up? How, how, how have you verified this? Well, Steve, we, we have had this information for several days. We had our attorneys look over it. Um, we also have, again, uh, this was a fraud. It's like 90 pages. We have the whole document he turned in. We have his text messages. We have um, audio transcripts. It's all included in our report at the Gateway Pundit. Again, it's our featured story at the Gateway will, Pundit. So will, I hope your uh, readers this, and listeners- will you, turn, uh, will, will you make a copy of, the, will you turn this over to Liz Cheney or the, to the committee to make sure Benny Thompson, since Ray yeah, yeah. clearly hasn't made it public, would you turn this over to the committee? Um, you know, we'll have to send them an email this afternoon or later this morning and send this to, to Liz Cheney. You know, Liz has never spoken about Roseanne Boylan getting killed that day. She's never said anything. As far as I'm aware about Ashley Babbitt or the two other men who were uh, uh, killed or, or died, the Trump supporters, um, but they do lie about the five police officers who died that day. None of that is true. Not one word of that is true. So uh, maybe someday they'll start actually um, uh, getting to what actually happened instead of inventing stories and using secondhand narratives from uh, low-level uh, advisors to Mark Meadows and others. Um, so... Again, uh, this is explosive information. They, they're trying to, to bring down Trump, as we know. So I really want to make sure that you guys get this information out there to everyone that they understand. You know, and I don't think it's going to be that difficult to get people to believe this now, that the FBI is dirty. They're in on it. They're covering up. They won't show the, you know, we, they won't share the laptop from hell. They won't share the, any of this information, the truth about what really happened on January 6th. The whole thing is coming down around their ears. So I've really, oh, you got to check out though. This is my favorite part where Bannon uh, says he loves a good fight. Check it out. Uh, unfortunately, Steve, our heart goes out to you. Our prayers are with you and, and others who've been caught up in this. But um, again, they have the information. I'm an, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an Irishman. I love a fight, right? <laughs> I, I mean, 
you know, you never know. Maybe some of this stuff will come up in testimony. You never know. If you never know, maybe I'll bring this up. And he's, you know, he's going to be uh, testifying before the January sixth committee. President Trump just gave him the the approval to do that. They they're still bringing. Bannon up on charges on Monday, a trial on Bannon because he refused to go to the January 6th committee because he didn't have approval from President Trump. I mean, the whole thing is such a a, a sham and a scam and a crying shame. But <laughs> look at his face. Does he look like he's frightened? Does he look like he's worried? And, and oh goodness, tomorrow I'm going to do a uh, meet with, with Nick Vinyam and I'm going to do a, another, uh, we're going to go into all this, this Twitter war that's been going on between Elon Musk and President Trump, and it's really quite something. And of course, of course, Bannon's not like I'm not going to get left out of this. So he had to throw his little two cents into it. He's having the time of his life. This is what he's lived for all these days to see. Okay, you know what he he worked with Andrew Breitbart, and he saw what they did to him. He knows what they did to him, and he has been itching for a fight for all this time and for him to see all this coming down around their ears. I mean, you can tell he is like loving it. He is eating it up with a spoon and a fork. So isn't that terrific? Okay. Um, I'll show you this just the last little second. The future, Jim, we got to bounce. How do people get to gateway pundit? Everybody's got to read this story. Yeah, and more importantly, it's, it's, okay. When you go online, make sure you go to the gateway pundit. Dot com and also there there um, that's that's the rumble on, on Bannon's war room you can see that that video there and make sure that you come over to freedomforce.live and make sure you like share and subscribe on this because yeah they're banning <laughs> banning me again off of YouTube whatever anyway whatever so um but make sure that you you join with us on all of our social media all right now let's go on and get started on um this in very interesting uh, explanation from Mike Davis about the Article 3. You may not be that very uh, uh, up on this, but you're going to really find this very, very important to understand. So this is about how to deconstruct the administrative state, and it really goes to, really, you can also call this the deep state. This is the unelected people, and really, they were talking about this, like the fourth arm of the uh, of the government, but it's the unelected. It really reminds me of this, like this fourth beast. Really, it was very kind of interesting symbolism with the fourth, and because it really should just be three uh, parts of our government. These are all you know elected uh, or people who are put in these positions as as as, the, as judges who are there to you know to fulfill the role. And now you've got this entire fourth group, this behemoth, and they make all these rules and all these decisions for us. And that is what the Supreme Court just struck down. They said, no, the EPA does not have the power to do this. They are not elected and you, and they cannot, the Congress cannot delegate these powers to them because there, it would not go through all of the checks and balances that it has to go through as far as the vote and all of that. And then, and then signing by the president and, and all of these things. So anyway, Mike Davis explains this much better than I do. So I want you to hear what he has to say on that. It's taken us a little bit of this started in the civil war, but then it kind of went away and it, but it really kicked up after the great depression with, with FDR and the packing of the court was a, was a absolute inflection point. It's only grown since then. So it's taken, I don't know, 70, 80, almost a hundred years to grow to this fourth branch of government that's all powerful. It's going to take, you think, it's a 20-year project to do it, but we're going to make this next term of the courts going to be so important. Walk me through the, the three-step process that you outlined 
uh, a couple of segments ago. I want to make sure everybody's got this because, hey, left-wing media is going to be all over. They've got these radicals now, and here's what they're going to try to do. They're trying to take apart the federal government. So, and that's that's actually true, Steve. That, that's my goal is to take apart the federal government. That, that's what they're saying about us, that we're trying to deconstruct this administrative state. Well, yeah, that is because they do not... They're not part of our government. This is not, they don't have any legal authority, no constitutional authority to rule over us. So check this out. Federal government, because it, it is too big and too powerful and it's uh, tyrannical. God, I, just, I, just had, I just had Navarro trying to take apart the DOJ, right? <laughs> <laughs> DOJ, not all of it. Okay, so give me the three-part process. So the first part is, is that courts need to look at these enabling statutes that Congress set up these agencies when they set up these agencies did congress give these agencies the power this agency claims it has for example what we just saw with the epa case the supreme court the epa claimed it had statutory power to do all of these uh, uh these regulations and all this enforcement related to air quality well they didn't have that power to climate change they didn't have that power the supreme court said under the statute that's step one uh, that they don't actually have the power. The power was never delegated. In the, in the additional doctrines that the, they were passed as statutes at the time they were passed, the EPA Act or wherever the acts were, what did it actually say at the time that these guys, what powers did they actually have, right? Not the powers they've put to themselves or in the Chevron doctrine they've taken to themselves. What did what did the law, the black letter law say at the time, number one? That's okay, so they're going to go into the Chevron. So keep that in the back of your mind because we need to talk about that and understand what this Chevron doctrine is all about. But like the EPA, when that was the one that came down from the Supreme Court, and the, the, the issue is that's really what it goes down to climate change. Do they have the right to lord over us uh, what how we can do and what we can do and what these uh, – Oh, the oil industry can do in each of the industries, and and they're just like little little uh, little kings, just saying, oh, we're just going to run run everybody and rule everybody, and and basically stifle the business just by their little stroke of the pen. Okay, so that's why this amazing thing happened in Virginia. They pushed back. The coal miners pushed back. They said, you don't have the authority to do such a thing, and the Supreme Court agreed. So check it out. That's number one. Did they have these powers under their statute? We just saw this with Judge Catherine Mizell in Florida that we talked about, that the CDC never had the power to mask us on airplanes for two years. And so the statute did not give the, the CDC that power. The statute never gave the EPA the power in the recent Supreme Court case under the statute. That's step one. Step two. Did you hear that? The CDC never had the, the power to mask us. Or to tell us to do anything, to jab us, to 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 lock us down. They don't have that authority. This is the kind of thing that it has to go through Congress and a vote and a, and a signing by the president. This is they, we cannot continue where we have all these kings over us. I'm getting excited. Is even if Congress delegates powers to the CDC or the EPA to do things. Uh, they can't do that because the, the, the Congress cannot delegate its legislative powers to the executive branch. That's the non-delegation doctrine. That's step two is, Congress, you cannot delegate your legislative powers to these executive branch agencies because they don't have the constitutional constraints of legislation, which is passing both houses of Congress and getting the president to sign it, or if the president vetoes it, to get two-thirds of the House and the Senate to override the president's veto. So that's the non-delegation doctrine, which is step two. Step three is, is, wait a second, our Constitution 
only gives the federal government specific and enumerated powers. Where in there does it say the federal government can regulate air quality? Where in there does it say? Oh dear. The okay. You know what? Can... I, our time is is out. Real quick. I want to. Uh, we're going to come back to that after the break. But I've, I've just got so much more. I want you to really come back and hear more about what Mike Davis says about Article Three because this is how we're going to destroy the deep state. So I'll be right back after the break. Hey, Patriots, I am so thankful for our wonderful Patriot champ, Mike Lindell, and all he has done for our country. I love supporting him so he can get injunctions on these cabal machines. And I love sleeping like a champ on this pillow topper. If you haven't tried it, you've got to try it. It's completely guaranteed. It's so cozy. You will have the best night's sleep ever. And I absolutely love the beautiful beach towels. Definitely check them out and all Mike's American Patriot made products. Just go to MyPillow.com, go to the radio listeners page, type in Melly as your promo code. Thanks everyone for supporting our wonderful Patriot champ, Mike Lindell. Okay, guys, here we go. Let's get started again because you got to hear the rest of this, what Mike is saying. This is uh, part three of how to de uh, deconstruct this this administrative state. Step three is, is wait a second, our Constitution only gives the federal government specific and enumerated powers. Where in there does it say the federal government can regulate air quality? Where in there does it say the federal government can regulate abortion? Where, do, where in there does it say the federal government can mask people uh, on airplanes? It, it doesn't. So that's step three is, is that, that the, the, the judges need to step up and say, wait a second, the federal government doesn't have this power in the first place. Congress doesn't have this power to delegate it to the executive branch. And so therefore, why are we even talking about non-delegation? They don't have this power at all. Where this is going to get, and ladies and gentlemen, hear this now on what the 9th of July, the Saturday special here on the Deconstructing Administrative State. When you saw the night of rage and everything that they didn't really up, but they were, they wanted to do it. They just didn't have the oomph to do it about uh, Roe v. Wade. And you had all the young people out here and they're, you know, they're cutting their heads and they're, and they're crying and screaming. And, and causing a fuss, and they've done it at the, at the state level. You ain't seen nothing yet, because what he's saying, and this one, because the Guardian all of them said, oh my God, we have a ticking clock on climate change. If we don't do something in two years, and three years, and five years, it's gone, the plant's gone, the water's gonna rise, it's gonna be 100 feet, the, all the, and now you're going back and actually, it's not just the EPA and your, a couple of regulations, you're going to the heart of it. And so they're gonna come back and say, hold on, hang on. This, this ancient document, as they said the other day on MSNBC, written by a bunch of white slave owners, right, has now enslaved us in the 21st century. It's taken control of the bodies of women. And now the greatest existential threat is not what Ben is saying about the CCP. It's not, as other, it's not the southern borders. Not as, the greatest existential threat we have in life is climate change. And now Mike Davis is sitting there going, hang on for a second. They don't have any powers in this area at all. They're going to say... Mike Davis may look like a nice guy, may look, he wears the nice, you know, suits and everything like that, but he is a crazier radical than, than Navarro and Bannon and Trump and any of them. He's crazier than the libertarians at the Cato Institute. What do you say to that, Mike Davis? I would say fact check true on all of that, <laughs> uh, but you have to just look at the Constitution, right? If, if we want to give the federal government power, we could amend our Constitution and give them power. But we, our founders understood correctly that giving power, concentrating power in the hands of people leads to tyranny, whether it's government tyranny that we see with COVID or whether it's corporate tyranny that- 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, all these years we've heard, oh, well, they're going to tax the air you breathe. Well, that's exactly what they've basically done. That's what they've done. When they told you you couldn't wear, uh, you couldn't go without a mask, you know, and they're, they're basically taxing your air. <laughs> they're saying you can't, you don't, you, you're not, you, you don't have permission to breathe that air. You only can permission to what, what we say you can breathe, which is what we say will go through an N95 mask. And so this is the whole point of tyranny. They want to control every little aspect of your life. And because they have a, a you know, a, for whatever reason, they, they have just, we have seen it, haven't we? That they will lock us down. They will do all kinds of things and they do not have that power. And that's the point. That's the point. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate Mike Davis doing that. His, he's got a website. I want to make sure that you see this before our time runs out. His, uh, his website is called article3project.org. So I really appreciate uh, Bannon having him on. Now, I, w- I was going to, I want you to see this one too. I think he's. Okay, welcome back. This is our uh, War Room yeah. special. It's 9 July, Saturday. And we're talking about the deconstruction of the administrative state. We want to make sure that you guys are totally up to speed on the Supreme Court, the federal court, what's happening in, the, uh, in Congress about this. This is going to be a topic. Of course, my co-host today, Mike Davis, says it's a 20-year project. But everybody talks about draining the swamp and taking on the bureaucracy. This, this is the fight that we've got, and it's going to be intense. It could get a little nasty. Um, want to make, want to make sure everybody. You know, Eric Prince. We had Eric on yesterday for our tr- opening tribute to Prime Minister Abe. Eric's been obsessed by the uh, issue of security of your phone. He's. Okay, this one is where he's. Uh, this is basically what we talk about as far as the deep state and how to remove them. And it really boils down to, we want to have power to the people. We want to have the, the elected officials make these decisions that we have, we have chosen these people that we put our trust in that we send them up to Washington or up to our state house and say, you get to make these, these decisions for us within this particular scope. You don't, don't go beyond that scope and tax the air we breathe and choose all, you know, how, what we can, what air we can breathe and where we can be. And, and, and all of that. And, and, you know, you don't get to choose that people get to kill babies and all of this. Okay. So then, um, then we'll be able to have freedom in our country instead of just this out of control behemoth that has been running us. So I love that. I want you to hear more about, um, from Mike Davis. Uh, Eric Prince is a guy that believes in oh, security yeah. and had this article, uh, by their top columnist in, I think Friday's paper, Right, they said the biggest single threat to democracy in America today. Hey, is guess what? Not white nationalists and domestic terrorists. Not moms at school board. It's wait for it. The Supreme Court. Okay, now the Supreme Court. A couple of things they talked about in these articles is that this two things: a theory of the independent state legislature theory, right? And the other is this what non-regulation or something about regulation. If it's not actually related, I think it's non-regulation. I want to lay those two, have you lay out those two concepts, because one looks like it's the, what's really going to be about going back to federalism. If it's not in the Constitution as a power, a enumerated power for the Constitution, it goes back to the states. The other is essentially, hey, if it ain't in the Constitution and then it's back to Congress. Walk through 
the theory of independent state legislatures, and then I think this is non-regulation. This is hugely important. This is about states' rights, okay? And this is really what it boils down to as far as the, the, the Supreme Court sending these things back to the states. And really, to be honest, that was what the, the Civil War was really initially about, is that the states get to make these decisions. And you might think, well, how could the states make a decision about slavery? Well, it's how, here we are, you know, all these years later, and this is the same thing we're doing as far as who, how, how dare they make it where the states decide on 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 you know, abortion okay but this is what it really boils down to we've got to get it where we have sovereignty to the common man that we elect officials who will represent us a true representative government power to the people that's really what this whole thing is about okay delegation non-delegation right? non-delegation so they the independent state legislature theory is what the democrats call it is actually the elections clause in the United States Constitution, Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1, that says that state legislatures determine the time, place, and manner of federal elections unless Congress uh, overrides them with a the statute. So the state legislatures determine what the House uh, district lines are, how they're redrawn every 10 years. They determine uh, they, they determine the rules of elections, right? And so that is that is not a theory, as the Democrats call it. It is actually in the U.S. Well, Constitution. They keep saying theory because that's a meme they want out there, right? This but, is some theory of the Gorsuch, uh, 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 the Alito, these radicals uh, on the right now, Trump appointees. This is a theory they've kind of cooked up. You're saying it's not a thing. Hey, it ain't a theory because it's black letter in the Constitution. Yeah, it's the election elections clause in the Constitution, Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1. And... What, why the Democrats don't like the elections clause and they want to write it off as this right-wing theory is because Republicans control state legislatures. They control more state legislatures than Democrats do. If, if Democrats controlled more state legislatures than Republicans, you wouldn't hear Mark Elias and Eric Holder and all these Democrat operatives talking about a theory. They would say it's the elections clause in the Constitution. And so this is about power. Democrats care about power. That's their goal or their God. That's all they care about, right? And so if state legislatures controlled by Republicans get to redraw House districts every 10 years instead of Democrat Supreme Court justices, state Supreme Court justices and Democrat appointed commissions, then Democrats lose power. So this is all about But why have state legislatures and even in Republican states, why have they gone to these commissions? Why have they gone to these having judges and have these state courts stored? How do we get into a situation where the states themselves and particularly the prerogatives of the state legislature, they know the Constitution. Why have we got into a situation that now you really need people like Gorsuch taking a fresh look at this? How did this devolve to this when so many of these were Republican legislatures to start with? Because our side is weakened stupid as we've talked about Steve and a good example of this is like in Kansas it's a Republican conservative Republican state yet the people in Kansas have allowed Democrats leftists to take over the Kansas Supreme Court so it's just we need to we Republicans conservatives need to understand that Democrats this is not your grandparents Democrat Party these are not old-school liberals who care about equality and due process, and they love America. These are, today's Democrats are leftists. They're Marxists. They hate America. All they care about is power, right? And we need to wake wake up and fight back. And if you notice that DeSantis did this very thing, then they, they they made sure that the that the lines were drawn where it was it was done fairly, and it was done by the Republicans. And uh, and they didn't say, oh well, we want to be nice and just let let you guys decide. No. 
that they did it exactly according to the constitution and that's the way it's going to be. And it's not some theory and we don't get to throw it out because you don't want to play by the rules. Okay. So that was, that's what's happening there. Now, uh, before we go on for, to the next subject, um, I wanted to make sure that you, that we really think through what's going on on this, on this election. So these elections are run by the states. And really the only thing that the, that the Supreme Court would end up doing is pushing this back to the states to say, you guys need to get this sorted out in your states, okay? Because, okay, so let's just say the Supreme Court of Wisconsin, just like just the other day, they said, hey, this is... Um, this was illegal for them to have these drop boxes. President Joe just talked about this at his uh, uh, rally in Alaska. Okay, if it's illegal, then we need to get the state legislature to say, you know what, we're going to have to pull back, claw back those electors because that was not done legally. I mean, that makes sense, but it can't be done by the Supreme Court. It has to be done by the states, again, pushing everything down to the states. The states are the so where the sovereignty lies, not by some uh, uh, Supreme Court, okay? The Supreme Court really just is supposed to push things down to the states to say, you people, you know, you, you didn't do this right. You need to do it. Go, go back and do it again until you get it right. Okay, so um, it, it, some people, there's a lot of scuttlebutt about, oh, that, that the Supreme Court has overturned the election. The only way they'll do it is if, each of the states overturn. In my opinion, from everything I've learned, it has to be with the electors reverse it. Okay, the electors have to say, "No, we decertify our electors so Biden doesn't get those votes from our state, whether it's Wisconsin or Arizona or whatever." Now, the reality is, the state legislatures that are in power right now are likely not going to do it because they haven't done it so far. I would not. I would be very surprised if they did anything. That's why November is so important because we will take back our our state houses. You, a lot of people are thinking about the 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 the, uh, the congressmen and all that. What we really need to also be thinking about is who's going to run in your precinct, in your community. Who will represent you in your in your state legislature? Who And are they someone who is going to make sure to vote in such a way that will protect your rights and protect your vote and, you know, do it, do it by the book, by the constitution. All right. So I wanted you to see that. Now, I, you gotta see this. Michelle Obama, 2024. Oh my goodness. Have you seen this? This is actually a site by our good buddy, Malik Obama. <laughs> He has created this, and I've got to make sure you see some a little bit of this little snippet. He's created this video because he's trying to let everybody know that she is following page the exactly page by page uh, what um, Barack Obama did in order to get the nomination and to and to go in, into the presidency. The thing is, it's things a lot has changed since then. So if she thinks that we're back where we were back in the day, she's sadly mistaken. So check this out. It's MichelleObama24.com. They could run Michelle Obama. And if they do... Welcome, Michelle Obama! Michelle Obama is the most popular woman in America. You know I hate politics. You can forget about the disclaimer. I'm convinced that Michelle Obama is running for president in 2024. 
systemic racism, pepper spray, and rubber bullets on peaceful protesters. She's following the exact same formula that Barack did to become president. Michelle was the keynote speaker at the 2020 Democrat convention, just like Barack was in 2004. Barack once ran a voter registration organization. Now, so does Michelle. That's how we change America. Also, Barack... Oh, sorry. Obama based his candidacy on his personal story. Michelle has done the exact same thing. But like Barack, Michelle tells a life story that is more fiction than fact. Maybe somebody's going to discover that I shouldn't be here. Now, come along on an investigation into the real Michelle Obama and her plan for power. I found out Michelle's father worked for the Democrat Party machine. My father, he was a precinct captain in Chicago. People would come for money. It turns out Michelle was never a part of the black community. In that household, there was fear. You talk like a white girl. You could get your butt kicked if you talk like a white girl. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you guys I'll make sure you have the link. Go to michelleobama24.com and you can watch the rest of it. But that's what she's cooking up and we're not having it. It's just not going to happen. All right. So uh, you probably heard that they're saying, oh, there's going to be nuclear fallout, blah, 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 whatever. Don't even do not spend two seconds worrying about that. Not two seconds. Don't worry. One, don't even think about it. Okay. Don't let them, don't get sucked into their fear tactics and their propaganda. It's just not doing it. Okay. This is the passage in Nahum. I've been wanting to hurry and, and have you guys read. This is from Nahum chapter one. This is, I just, I don't know, something brought this verse to mind today. And I'm like, oh, you've got to hear this. Look at this. In his presence, the mountains quake. Look at that. And the hills melt away. The earth trembles and its people are destroyed. This is talking about the, the, the evildoers. Okay. It's not that all the, a lot of people read this and they're like, oh, well, this is talking about God is going to destroy humanity indiscriminately. No, that's not what he's doing. What this is talking about is that everyone is shaking in their boots because they realize we're going to we're going to stop them. We're going to end them. We see what they're doing with the Hunter laptop. We see what they're doing in Ukraine. We see what they're doing with the, uh, in Venezuela and all these places. We see who it is now that it's, you know, these people who have been in power are not who we thought they were. You know, all these people that we're exposing for all their crimes, whether it's, and now the deep state exposing them, that these are the very ones who are destroying humanity, whether it's through the CDC or the, or the EPA or all of them, they, you know, they, whatever, that they've been ruling over us and we're putting a stop to it. And so all their evil crimes are, are, they're going to be prosecuted. We know that we keep talking about that in <laughs> November when, when these guys come in and take over, um, not just in America, but all over the world. In his presence, the mountains quake and the hills melt away. These ones who've been so high and mighty and powerful, the earth trembles. Its people are destroyed. Who can stand before his fierce anger? Who can survive his burning fury? His rage blazes forth like fire and the mountains crumble to dust in his presence. This is what he's, we're talking about. They're not going to, he's not going to put up with this one more second. We are strong enough. We are awake enough and we are ready to fight them. Just like... <laughs> Just like Bannon said, I'm an Irishman. I'm ready for a fight. The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him, but he will sweep away his enemies in an overwhelming flood. He will pursue his foes into the darkness of night. Who loves Nahum? I would not want to be one of his enemies that he is pursuing into the darkness of, of night. He's sweeping away his enemies in an overwhelming flood. Actually, in, in Genesis 7, 
11 was when there was a huge flood it was Noah's flood and the Lord swept them all away. As it says in Matthew 24, uh, I think around like verse 25, the Lord Jesus said that, that they, they won't know what hit them until the flood comes and washes them all away. This is what we are seeing. And this is what it's talking about in Nahum, that their Lord is going to destroy them. I talk about this in the book, end times, major clues from minor prophets. They told us this day was going to be here and that we would find, uh, we would, we would finally fight them and destroy them. And I also talk about this in the end times in a thousand years of peace. Yo, y'all go check it out. I also have the audiobook on uh, freedomforce.live. Check out the audiobook. Let's pray. Thank you again, Lord. We praise you that you have promised that this day would come. Thank you for these amazing warriors and fighters, Mike Lindell and, John, and Steve Bannon and Jim Hoft and of course our wonderful president and all these who are fighting hard. Lord, use us however you want to do it and so that we can fight them too and, and that we will see the end of these people ruling over us. Help us to become aware of how to take back our state house take back our uh, our country and remove these tyrants over us we pray all this in your great name jesus amen i love you guys i'm so glad that we had fun again today as always and i will talk to you later <laughs>